Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. Today's episode, I think it's a very um, on-point conversation I should have with all of my listeners because of the way the economy is going currently with the whole coronavirus affecting globally, essentially, everybody. Um, you know, even here in the islands of Hawaii, it's, it's affecting everyone. Um, now, I want to talk about where I came from as far as um, where I came from to where I'm at now in life a little bit. And this is business related. So I'm, I'm going to try to give you guys the best advice I can if you're either maybe thinking about starting a business or maybe you own a business and you're doing very good or maybe you're struggling a little bit or, you know, maybe you're just trying to think outside the box because right now where the economy is, we, we are either in a recession right now or we're about to be in a recession. The economy globally is going to, is tanking. It is tanking. And it doesn't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon. So this is a very important um, podcast for sure. So I'm going to give you guys an example. So back when um, I was in high school, uh, I worked at two companies. Okay. Um, I was very ambitious back even before I was even legal to drive. I was working. I had m multiple little jobs before that. But more of the major jobs were um, when I was in the 11th grade and 12th grade. And um, I didn't like those jobs. I'll be honest with you guys. I didn't like them at all. That's kind of why I work for myself now. But um, I'll give you an example. The first job I had that actually made me a little money, not a whole lot, I was a dishwasher. I used to wash dishes. Yep. I used to wash dishes, guys, a long time ago, back when I was in high school. But everybody's got to have a start somewhere, right? Maybe you're washing cars or I don't know. Maybe you're doing something, right? And you just have to start somewhere. And especially when you're young and still in school, uh, in high school at least, you know, there's not a whole lot of opportunities to you. And plus, too, you're growing as a person. You're still trying to learn life, let alone business and all of that, right? So we all have to start somewhere. So um, what happened was I went after that job, I went to work for a um, – a local hotel here in the islands and I was still in high school and I when I got hired because I, I'm the type of person that uh, I dress very well and especially when you're going to a um, job interview um, you want to present yourself well be professional right and I was a young kid very young um, I, I dressed very well when I went to my meeting they actually told me that I was too young to work in their in the industry of the hotel because, uh, you know, back then I was so young that I couldn't be around alcohol. I couldn't touch it, right, because I wasn't of legal age. And there's so many things that because I was so young that limit, limited me to being able to work there. But I was, you know, I was gun-ho about getting a job there. So I went anyway and applied for positions. I went for my interview. And they all told me that, if I, if somehow I was able to get hired, I would have been the youngest person to have ever been hired in the hotel. I said, okay. So they basically called me in. They didn't have any opportunities for me because of my age and all that stuff. But the, um, how do you say his um, position? He was the, the head of the actual hotel, like the general manager. Yeah, he was the general manager of the hotel. He is the one that says yes or no to everything that's happening there. And they said that even though you're not going to get a job today, 
our general manager makes a point to meet every potential um, employee. So you, you, you need to come with us so you can meet him. I said, sure. So I meet, met him in his nice big office, really nice office. I'll never forget it. It was a really nice office, really nice. I uh, met him and um, we talked a little bit. And he said, I've been informed that you're applying for a couple of these positions, but because of your age, you're not able to touch, you know, you know, alcohol and all this kind of stuff within the hotel um, and some other industries that I couldn't be in because of my age. He goes, he goes, well, you know, I really wish we could help you out, but, you know, there is some restrictions of what we can do. Um, so unfortunately, we're not gonna be able to offer you a job today, um, but thanks for coming in. And I stood up, I, sh- I, said, I shook his hand, and I said, thank you for this opportunity anyway, and I really appreciate it. And as I was turning around and walking away, I was almost outside of the, the main door, and he yells to the um, HR lady that's escorting me out, and he says, stop, turn around and come back here. So we turn around, come back, and he told me, he goes, I have to say something. In all my years of being the general manager of this hotel. I've never seen anyone your age come in here looking for a job. That's that's impressive by itself. He goes, not only that, you're very well dressed, which is something that more people need to do. He looked at the HR lady, and he told the HR lady, by the time I leave today, I will have a job at that hotel. So he said, we don't know what you're going to do yet, but you will have a job at this hotel. So by the time you leave, you will have a job. You will be working for us. I said, really? He said, absolutely. He goes, I'm going to take a chance on you. And I I believe in you. He goes, don't let me down. And everything will be just fine. I shook his hand. I said, thank you for this opportunity. And I won't let you down. I said, I'm a fast learner. Just give me the chance. Right? When When I left his office, the HR lady that was walking with me looked at me. And she said, that's the first time that's ever happened. And she said, so I have to find you a job because if I don't find you a job here, I'm getting fired. That's my job. I have to find you a job. (laughs) So it was so funny. But, you know, it was kind of one of those reckoning moments, you know. So um, by the end of the day, I went down to the HR's office and she said, just have a seat because I got to find you a job. There's no if, ands, or uh, you're getting a job today. You're hired. We just don't know what you're going to do yet. (laughs) She goes, I've never been in this position, so give me a little bit so we can figure something out for you. So um, I hung around, and then she came came to me with a couple ideas. She said, what do you, what do you think about this? I said, just like I told you, and I told the, um, the, the general manager, I am open to anything. I'm not, I don't have a right to be picky at this point, and I'm willing to learn. So they gave me a job, and I worked there for, I don't know, maybe over a year. And I, and, and, and I was the youngest person to ever work at that hotel, ever. So that was a pretty big moment in everything. Um, so, yeah, I worked there for a little over a year. I loved what I did. Um, in fact, later on, um, I think maybe around the three-month period or the six-month period, somewhere around there, um, the general manager um, called my boss at that time to come down and have a meeting to actually check up and give, give, give an update on how I was doing. And I got really good reviews. They gave me a really good um, report that I was doing well. I learned everything and I was doing better than some in in that um, department, I guess you could say. So I was doing very well. So after a year or so, um, I decided to move on. Uh, and I thanked everybody there that gave me a job. 
Um, but I was still young, right? I was, you know, my mind wasn't as where it's at now. So I decided to start growing as a person, look at different opportunities. And I did. And I went to go work for a guy. And this guy essentially ripped me off on every paycheck. If, if In fact, he wouldn't even give me a paycheck. It was all cash. And he wouldn't meet me. He would like put the money at certain weird places and tell me, oh, it's here. And I go and grab it. I'm all excited. And I look at it and I count it up. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm short. Why am I getting short? And it was like this all the time. It was nonstop me complaining to him. Why is he shorting me the money and all this and that. And then I started thinking back like, oh, no, I should have never last, left the last job. It was way better. But I looked at that and I said, I told that current guy that I was working for, I said, look, I said, either you're going to start paying me what I what you owe me and you're going to start paying me all the back pay that you've been not paying me or I'm walking away now. And at this point, guys, I was managing half of it, more than half of his business for him. He was, uh, I don't want to say what it was or anything, but I was essentially running the business for him, even though I was so young. Uh, I was, I'm very good at what I do, guys, and I have a lot of ambition, and I, I take the time to learn things. And so he got scared because if I walk away, then he has no choice but to jump back in and fill that position of doing everything himself. So um, he offered me a dollar raise. I told him that's still not acceptable. It wasn't acceptable, and I left. I stuck to my guns, and I left. <clears throat> now, here's where it gets interesting, guys, and here is where my real journey begins and my real life begins and to how I got to where I'm at today. It was an eye-opening experience. I had no place to live at that point because I had no money. I took my last $500 that the guy paid me, and I basically was living in my car at this point. No joke, guys. I was living in my car. Luckily, we live in an island, so it's not like it's freezing cold outside or anything like that. Um, I was able to, you know, I made the best out of my situation, to be honest with you guys. Me living in my car, I looked at it as an opportunity, honestly, because we, we I live on uh, Hawaii. We have some of the best scenery in the world here, like some really nice areas. <laughs> so my point was that every night I went to a different location that was beautiful. So that way, when I woke up in the morning, I was in a beautiful location. I would park and uh, find a place to sleep when, I would, you know, obviously I'm sleeping in my car, but I would park where I'd wake up where there's a waterfall outside of my window. A waterfall, right? Oh, man, I went to all kinds of locations. So I, I got to know this island very well. <laughs> now, um, I lived in my car for about a year, believe it or not, guys. And not many people know this. But yeah, I did live in my car for about a year. But that gave me a really big opportunity because what happened was I took the last $500 that I was paid and I took enough money to make a newspaper ad, which I'll never forget. It was $89, a newspaper ad to pr promote my own new business. And I was taking a big chance. Okay. Big chance. I took the rest. I took a little bit more money to, to get my business license. I was still living in my car. I took the rest of the money to go buy me the most cheapest tools or equipment possible just to do the job at the bare minimum because I had nothing. And then the remaining balance out of that $500, I went and bought canned foods so I could throw it in my trunk and I would have something to eat. And that was it. My money was gone, guys. Well, here is where the journey begins, guys. Within two weeks of my newspaper ad being up, I got my first, no, sorry, within the first week, I got my first job. 
And the, the business that I was advertising for um, was a monthly service, okay? So it wasn't just a one-time job. It was a ongoing, reoccurring um, service for my customers. So I got my first job the first week. I got paid. I went and did my job. The guy was happy. He paid me. And ironically enough, that first job was the most cheapest job I ever did because it was just, I didn't know how to, you know, um, charge for things. I was still a rookie, right? I was still new at this, but I was glad just to have a job. Even if I had to work it for free and not get paid, I was glad that I got a phone call and I had a, I had something to do as far as the, my business. So I took it and I never forget it. It was exactly $89 too. So I took that $89 and I repaid for a, another run of the newspaper um, for the next, uh, I think it was like every two weeks or every month or something like that. I made whatever the guy paid me, which was $89, I put it to run another newspaper ad. But what I didn't know was the following week, I got another phone call. Within three weeks, I had four phone calls. And then that's where it started, guys. Money started to come in. I started to be able to go out there and actually do work for people and make a living. And I was still living in my car because I didn't have enough money yet, obviously. I you know, only have a few customers. But I took it and I went to the next level. I took all the money that I made. And I decided to run more newspaper ads because it started to work for me. I took the remaining money and I bought more canned foods to live on, right? I was eating a lot at McDonald's, like the dollar menu. No no joke. The dollar menu, I lived on that for a while. Um, and I took the rest of the money and I went and made the most cheapest business cards I could afford. Okay. In fact, I still have a, a couple of my first business cards I, I ever had made for me. They were made on construction paper. No joke, guys, because it was the cheapest. I couldn't afford really nice cards. So the company that, that I went to go make business cards, they said, look, we can make, we can still print them, but they're not going to be on the cards. We can print them on some cheaper material. And I said, what type of material? They showed me the material. I said, hey, you know what? It's better than nothing. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. So they printed my business cards and cut them up as business cards. They look like business cards, but it was on construction paper. You know what construction paper feels like and looks like? Oh my God, never forget it. But I took that and I took a little bit more money and I made copies of advertising of what I offered. And I went door to door, guys. No joke, door to door. I passed out over 500 business cards and probably over 500 flyers that were just on regular paper that I went to a um, office max and um, photocopied so I could make copies. I went door to door. I passed them out. And then that was the beginning of a great time for me. Um, because business took off and I kept reinvesting how I was and it got to the point where within the first year of me starting my business guys, um, I did very well, very, very well. But at that point now I had so much business. It was insane guys. It was insane for me to be as young as I was to be able to make that type of money that I was. It was off the charts. Incredible. I will never forget that feeling to this day. And that's why I'm so ambitious in what I do for whatever it is I do. Because I know as long as you put the time in and you put the effort in and you do the hard work, it will pay off, guys, 10 times fold. And so within the first year, I was working so much that I was literally working every... I didn't have a day off for one whole year. No joke, guys. I did not have a day off. I worked from dark to dark for over one year straight. No days off. Because I was living in the gutter before. I was living in my car and I don't want to go back to living in the gutter right? I only want to move forward. 
So within the first couple of, um, you know, um, after the first year or so um, of me getting my stuff together, they finally get in business. So in the first year of actually from the time I started my business in the first year, I made a ton of money, a ton. But I was working so much. I was so worn out. I, I was able to afford a nicer place and I was afford, I was able, I was making some money guys, like no joke, uh, um, over half a million dollars in my first year, no joke, over half a million dollars in my first year in business. I went, I have a nice place now to live in, right? That's where, you know, where it all started. Um, I bought a brand new car back then because I needed something reliable because the car or truck I was using was just raggedy and it was just breaking down all the time. And I needed something reliable because I am now doing business on a whole nother level at this point. I'm no longer a rookie. I'm a professional. I'm conducting myself as a professional. And I'm trying to do the best quality of work I can. So the first year was a huge growth for me. And from there to this day, guys, I still own that business today. That business was started back in 2003 because I graduated high school in 2003. I am currently 35 years old right now. I just turned 35 um, this last February. So, um, and that's that's kind of how everything starts, guys. I, I like I honestly started from living in my car with nothing, with canned foods and living off the dollar menu. You know, so if I can do that, you can you can do it. You can do it too. You know, you can easily get yourself going, especially in these times where things may be getting worse for people, and you you know not enough income coming in. You can do it. You, you can do it, guys. Let me tell you, you really can. Just be dedicated, stay focused, and just do what you're supposed to do, and you'll be fine, you know? Now, um, skipping ahead a little bit here, I ran that, I'm still running that business today. It's a very profitable business, and yeah, I'm not going to let that go because it was my first business. I considered it um, many, over the over these years, I've considered selling the business. I, I just couldn't bring myself to do it because that first business is what has got me to where I'm at today, guys. You know, so I, I don't want to get rid of that business. I'll, I'll never sell it. I'll, I'll, you know, if the business um, eventually dies off or whatever, then it is what it is. But I'll never sell the business or get, let somebody else take it over. I just can't do it because of what I've gone through with the business. So, you know, now we're skipping ahead uh, many years because, like I said, it's been since 2003 um, when I when I graduated and when I started my business, essentially. Um, things have evolved, obviously, right? Um I've started other businesses, which I actually own today now. Um, they're they're very profitable businesses. And I've been able to, within every business, there's always going to be more things that you can um, learn and teach yourself. And that's a big, I'm a big advocate of teaching yourself or self-educating more on whatever it is you're doing. Um, because what has happened for me, at least, is... The other, so I own, I actually own four businesses, guys, to be honest with you, four businesses, okay? And what has happened is as I started the next business, which is a completely different niche, completely different industry from the very first one, completely opposite. I'm taking big gambles and big, big chances here, guys. I'm a, you know, that's just the type of person I am. Um, When I first started the business, it was doing well and, it, and I could still be running that business that way and still be okay. But when I was doing the business, I realized very quickly that um, I could evolve within that industry of what I was doing to make way more money and be way more efficient at what I'm doing. And so the business, what it started off as, has evolved into something completely different. And that business, that second business is still running today, and I'm doing that business as 
as anybody else would be doing it, just keeping it running and um, doing my jobs. Uh, and then I took another chance and a big gamble, and I started another company. Completely different niche, completely different everything, completely opposite of the other two. And I this it basically kept cascading, guys, to the point where now I act, act, actively own and own licenses on four businesses. Um, but after a point of, you know, being, running these businesses, it can get overwhelming because there's so much going on, right? You're managing all this stuff and get, and guys, let me tell you, I'm the only person that does everything. Okay. I will, I have people that work for me off and on through the years. Okay. But they don't take care of the internals of the business. They might be like a, a helper or a laborer. When I have these bigger jobs, I hire people. But other than that, I take care of everything on by myself with no help from no one. I, I stay up hours on end every night, making sure paperwork is taken care of, making sure I'm following up with my customers, making sure everything is taken care of as a business person should, right? Now, up until about two years ago, I've actually had people working for me full time, okay? Sometimes one person, sometimes multiple people, you know? So um, I've hired so many people and I've had so many people working for me at this point that I can't even keep track of how many. I mean, it's got to be in the hundreds. It's just, I just can't keep track. You know, you could, you, that's the one thing about business. You, you'll hire people and they just won't work out because either they don't show up to work or they're goofing off or you can't trust them or something. There's always something going on. Right. Um, but now uh, to where we're at today, um, currently I am the only employee. Um, but from time to time, I do hire helpers from time to time to come help me do some other jobs. It just depends on what I'm doing. If I need a second pair of hands or laborer, um, I, I will hire people. Another thing I should point out is that every family member within my family has worked for me at one point. Everyone. My mother, my father, my brothers, my cousins, um, f friends, classmates. I have had a ton of people work for me. Okay, over the years. That's why I said it's very, very hard for me to keep track of everything at this point as far as how many people have worked for me. And here's another thing. I pay very well because I expect you to perform at top notch. And normally what I'm paying is way higher than what anyone else could actually go and get a job at anywhere else here on the island. Okay, because I know how to to price things. And I always tell them, I said, look, I'm, gonna pay, I'm paying you higher than you could go and get a job anywhere else. So I'm going to expect more from you. I want you to take that initiative. You know, stay on top of things. And when people are dropping the ball on things, that's when I get mad because why am I paying these guys more than what everybody else is paying them and they're dropping the ball completely? And then that's when we have issues and, uh, you know, I have to look for a different worker. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of my backstory, guys. Now, obviously, I don't live in a car, <laughs> right? Um, you know, skipping, you know, many, you know, to, to date at least. Um, you know, my house is paid with cash. Everything I do is normally paid with cash. In fact, when I bought the brand new truck, I was going to pay with cash, um, just paid off completely. But because I haven't used my credit in so long, I decided to, Hey, you know what? Why not put a little bit on my credit to, you know, to kind of like bring it up a little bit because I haven't used it. If you don't use your credit, it's like you're not having any because you just don't use it. Right? Like I have at this point, I have no track record on my credit. Because every tool or every equipment or anything I buy for my businesses or for, or for me personally, I pay with cash. Because then I own it outright. It's done. It's over. It's, it's just simpler for me. Cash, to me, cash is king. So um, this is actually the first time I'm actually putting any little thing on my credit. 
um, which is only the small little remaining balance of that vehicle, um, just to kind of hopefully put some marks on my credit and like, oh, there's something there, you know. Um, but, you know, everything is paid with cash, guys, but don't take it lightly. I was living in my car. I started from nothing. I was living in the in the trenches, essentially, you know what I mean? Like, no joke, guys. And let me tell you, after living in your... I was living in a small little car. Let me tell you, it wasn't no van or anything like that. It was a small little... In fact, I'll tell you what it was. It was a small little um, 1994 Acura Integra two-door. Yes. And it was like one of those hatchback cars. It was very cramped in there, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, your back is sore, everything. I'll never forget it. Um, but dedication, guys, will get you so far in life, let me tell you. Um, but don't get, don't get me wrong. There's, there's some tough times here and there with either a customer or two, because they want to try to get tricky on you. And that's why I document so much things, guys, every email, every text message I do between my, if I'm doing business is documented and I save everything. My conversations in person and on the phone are automatically recorded. So if I'm in person talking to somebody, I have that, um, belt loop, um, voice recorder that is awesome that I got from that website. Um, activehomeproducts.com that thing has saved me thousands of dollars i will i won't leave the house with it if you ever see me in, in person on the streets look at my belt buckle and you'll see that little 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 thing hanging off of it because i'm if i'm dealing with customers i'm recording it and then also my phone will automatically record every single conversation coming in or out um and a lot of times these recordings is not not me thinking this, we're going to court is for me to remember like sometimes I'll go back to the recording because I have to take notes of what we discussed or the agreement was so I'm not missing something. So that way I can follow what was said correctly. But then when there's a tough time that comes up when people want to debate or act like something happened or you should be doing this when they say we agreed upon it when we really didn't, I can easily bring that to light and share that audio recording or email or whatever it is that I have proof of and put them on their spot and say, no, absolutely not. Nowadays, as a business person for myself, I am a tough business guy. You have to be to survive in the business world. You have to be tough. Um, and you, you just have to stick to your guns and just do the right thing. You know, I'm a very honest person, guys. And, you know, I believe everyone should just be honest as possible of whatever it is you're doing. Um, it is just go a lot further in life, you know. But, yeah, guys, um, that's kind of my story. And, um because of it, I've been able to um, set myself up in a lifestyle. I, by any means, you know, um, I'll give you guys an example. Like the land that, that you know, um, we own here. Um, you know, it's over 300 acres. I own land in other places of this island. Okay, multiple places. And buying this type of land here in Hawaii is not cheap. We're talking millions of dollars, guys. Millions. I think the last time... Um, I had this property appraised, which was back in 2012. I think, two, yeah, 2012. It was appraised at over $6 million. Now, prior to that, was it 2012? I think 2012 it was when we had when I had it appraised. And it was like a little over $6 million or something like that. Um, but obviously, we didn't pay that. We bought it early, you know, earlier, earlier on. And I also bought land earlier, earlier on. I'm always the type of person I will save money and I'll put money in investments where I see there's a possibility for a nice growth. And land, fortunately, is always a pretty safe bet um, because obviously it's land, right? Especially here in Hawaii, it's expensive and in high demand. So um, 
you know, it's one of those things. But we, I don't ever plan on selling this land that I'm living on now. I will either, I'll just probably die here at some point when I'm an old man. I, I just never have no no intentions of ever selling it. I don't care about the money money part of it. It doesn't matter to me. If I have kids, that's another thing I should point out. I don't have any kids currently. So if at some point I do have kids, well, I'll just leave everything to my kids or my family or whatever. And, um, you know, they can do with what they want because I won't be around anyways to care, right? Um, but we don't, I don't plan on selling the property or anything like that. Um, but yeah, um, all this stuff that you might see, um, you know, it, it didn't just pop up. It was a lot of hard work, guys. Like my solar system, you know, a lot of people ask, oh my God, how much money did that cost? To me, the money doesn't mean anything because I, I work hard for my money. And as long as I'm willing to spend it on what I want because I worked so hard for it, I'm going to get what I want. You know, that's just the way I look at it. And especially now, here's a really good example of being able to live off the grid. And basically I have, besides my, my running my business, that takes a certain amount of money for advertising and all that stuff. Um, personally, within my personal life, I don't have many bills at all because everything's been paid off with cash, right? I didn't finance anything, you know, as far as besides the small little bit on the new truck. That's nothing though. Um, you know, that's the best thing. You know, I don't have to pay an electricity bill because I have a solar system and a wind turbine system, an off-grid system that is so reliable at this point. It is just insane. Um, and that's another point, right? In a recession, if you're living on the grid and you don't have the money to pay your bills, they're going to shut it off. They're going to shut your electricity off. They're going to, you know, disconnect your water or your gas or whatever it is. The lights will be turned off. Well, in my case, my lights will always be on. Right. Because I don't I'm not relying on anybody. So, you know, even if work was to stop tomorrow for me, what I, I don't have to worry about rent or a mortgage or any of that, because I've put so much time and dedication and hard work to save money to get to where I'm at, guys. So, like I said, it didn't happen overnight. So don't take it lightly. Um, but you can, you can easily do it, too, guys. You can easily do it, too. So maybe later on, I'll go, go into more details. The podcast is about 30 minutes already, which is kind of long. Um, but maybe in another podcast in the future here, I'll go over more details about the businesses, or maybe I'll give more advice on how to start a business or how to find the correct niche to try to get into to make some decent money. Um, so stay tuned. There's going to be a lot, lot of good information coming up um, with all kinds of scenarios. I like the podcast because I'm able to reach you guys really quick, really direct, and more on a relaxed scale without, you know, when you make a, like a YouTube video, it's a little bit different. But here, for, for me, it feels more relaxed and I can just talk and um, maybe you guys can pick up and just, you know, um, you know, hear my story and envision kind of what, you know, my lifestyle and kind of what I've had to do to get to where I'm at and, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So anyway, guys, um, stay de dedicated to whatever it is you're doing. It will pay off and I'll see you guys on the next one.